month I'm challenging us to reimagine what stewardship is all about. I think it's natural to think of it in terms of giving and how we use our resources. And we do connect stewardship with our actions. But today I want us to consider how stewardship and being generous with what we have, how it relates to our inner spiritual life. And I think the key point that I want you to take home today is to know that being generous is good for our souls. A number of years ago, a church member stopped by my office and said, Pastor, feels like we're getting nickeled and dimed. Seems like every week we're being asked to give to something. One week we're asked to give food to the food pantry. The next week we're asked to give to disaster relief. And then the next week we're asked to give money to our mission partners. And the week after that, we're asked to give to this special offering or that special offering. Can't we do something about this? Well, that's a, a dilemma that a lot of churches face. And one pastor who had a, a similar experience shared a sermon with her congregation. And she started by acknowledging that the church is always asking for money. And she went on to defend that practice by listing all the different ministries that the church is engaged in. This pastor acknowledged that some people do get tired of being asked to give, but she believed the church needs to be asking for money so that it can carry out its ministry. In her opinion, asking for money is a sign that the church is doing what it should be doing, and that is helping people in need and doing lots of good works. And then she added, what kind of church would the church be if it wasn't always reaching out to help others who are in need. Now, I agree with her that we are called to give and be good stewards with what we have. But I also think we're much more than a nonprofit organization that is doing good works. And that's why we need to look below the surface and grapple with why we give. Why do we practice what we call Christian stewardship? Now, the Bible teaches us to love our neighbor as ourself. That comes from the second of the two greatest commandments. And you know the greatest. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. So giving and being generous with what we have has as much to do with the first commandment as it does with the second. Let me put it another way. We should give not only to do good for other people, but also because it's necessary for our own spiritual well-being. It's part of the way that we love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Now, Paul addresses this in his first letter to Timothy when he talks about the negative impact that money can have on our souls. Now, in the scripture, Paul speaks of the gain that comes to us in godliness combined with contentment, as he puts it. And then he goes on to say that living a simple life, a life that's content with the basics, like food and clothing, should be sufficient. Now his teaching, I think, sounds like it's in direct opposition to the consumerist culture in which we live, which is designed to create constant discontentment in our hearts. We're always 
wanting more and more stuff. Our culture is nudging us to, to be out shopping and buying more things. And if we're not careful, that will turn us into ungenerous people. The authors of a book called Passing the Plate did extensive research on giving patterns in America. And they reached the sad conclusion that many American Christians are not very generous. For example, 20% of Christians in our country give absolutely nothing to charity. They spend every dime on themselves. Of the 80% who do give to charity, most only give 1% or 2% of their income. Now, the authors of this book believe that the reason Christians are giving so little is that they've fallen into the trap of consumerism, of always wanting more, of always buying more for themselves. And that leaves very little room for God or for people in need. Paul warned Timothy about the dangers that come with desiring more, especially the desire for more money. In verse 10, he writes, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered, from, wandered away from faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Paul tells Timothy to shun all of this because he knows how powerful the love of money can be. It can threaten our spiritual health because it's so subtle and seductive. And Paul believes that the best way to deal with it is to stay away from it. But how do we do this? Since we live in a world that's run on money, we really can't have much of a life without it. We've got to buy groceries, clothes, medicines, and other basic things. And I think Paul is aware of this. But he also recognizes that the lure of money and the acquisition of possessions are dangers to our souls. And one of the best ways to take the power out of these temptations, according to Paul, is to open our hands and give. Now, further on in chapter 6, Paul addresses Christians who are rich in the present moment, and he tells them in verse 17 to not allow their wealth to make them haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. Instead, he wants them to set their hopes on God, who richly provides for us everything uh, for our enjoyment. And then to drive home his point in verse 18, Paul writes, they are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. Now, I'd like you to notice that Paul doesn't say they should be generous because it's good for other people. Of course, he would agree with that. But he says that they should be generous because by doing so, they take hold of the life that really is life. They should be generous because it's good for their souls. It's one of the things that makes them spiritually healthy. A number of years ago, the author Stephen King gave the commencement address at Vassar College. Now, he's known for his fiction, but he's also spoken of his faith. And when he was talking to the graduates at Vassar, 
he made some statements that mirror Paul's words in verse 7, which says, For we brought nothing into this world so that we can take nothing out of it. Well, in his speech, King told the story of a day in 1999 when he was hit by a car as he was walking down a road. He was severely injured. And that experience really hit home for him. He did a lot of reflecting on his life. And it affected the way he looked at money and the way he uh, would give to others. And so he wanted to share that message with the ladies at Vassar. And I'd like to quote for you some of his words. He said, I'm worth I don't know exactly how many millions of dollars. And a couple years ago, I found out what you can't take it with you really means. I found out while I was lying in the ditch at the side of a country road covered with mud and blood and the tibia of my right leg poking out of my jeans. I had a MasterCard in my wallet, he says, but when you're lying in the ditch covered with mud and broken glass in your hair, no one accepts MasterCard. On that particular day and in the months that followed, I got a painful yet extremely valuable look at life's simple backstage truths. We came in naked and broke, and we may be dressed when we go out, but we are just as broke. And how long in between? Just the blink of an eye. Now, King went on to discuss with the graduates what they could do with their earnings in the time that they have on earth. And he said, for a short period of time, you and your contemporaries will wield enormous power. Of all the power which will shortly come into your hands, the greatest is undoubtedly the power of compassion, the ability to give. We have enormous resources in this country, resources you yourselves will soon command, but they are only yours on loan. I came here to talk about charity, he says, and I want you to think about it on a large scale. Should you give away what you have? Of course you should. I want you to consider making your lives one long gift to others. And why not? All that lasts is what you pass on. Everything else is smoke and mirrors. And then Mr. King mentioned a specific charity that he gives to, and he challenged everyone in the audience to give to them as well. And he said, Giving isn't about the receiver or the gift, it's about the giver, it's for the giver. One doesn't open one's wallet to improve the world, although it's nice when that happens. One gives to improve oneself. And I give because it's the only concrete way I have of saying that I'm glad to be alive and that I can earn my daily bread by doing what I love. Giving is a way of taking the focus off the money we make and putting it back where it belongs on the lives we lead on the families we raise, and the communities which nurture us.
Those are good, good words. I think I should have invited Stephen King to come here and preach a stewardship sermon. Now, being generous with what we have helps us grow and become better people. And, and there's some Christians who have taken this so seriously that they give away everything they have. They won't hold anything for themselves. They've taken a vow of poverty. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us that we need to do that, and God doesn't expect us to give everything away. And doing that such a thing, I don't think is possible for most of us. But intentionally practicing generosity teaches us to not hold too tightly to our possessions or our wealth. Generosity helps us keep our priorities in the right order. It protects our hearts and our minds from being consumed with greed. And all of this is good for our spiritual well-being. Now, we often talk about spiritual disciplines that help us grow. Disciplines that uh, include things like prayer, Bible study, service, and worship, and, and many other things. These disciplines help us avoid being superficial in our faith. They move us to go deeper, and they draw us closer to God. And I think we should include generosity in our list of spiritual disciplines because it leads us to take our faith more seriously. It's one of the ways that we can back our beliefs with action. And you know, if you really want to know what a person believes, take a look at their checkbook or their credit card statement. That tells you where a person is focused, and that tells you what a person believes about God. See, the way we handle our money certainly is a part of stewardship. And that's why the church is always asking us to give. But let's also remember that the church is always asking us to pray, to read the Bible, to attend worship, and to do good deeds. All of these things are good for our souls and help us go deeper in our faith. And when we practice generosity, our scripture today tells us that we will store up true treasure that leads to the life that really is life. And so in the end, generosity is a blessing for everyone involved. Generosity is a life-giving spiritual discipline. And generosity is good for our souls. How will you respond? How might you be more generous this week? And who is it that you could reach out to and share a bit of generosity with? As you reflect on this, let's take a moment to pray. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Oh God, your generosity toward us is truly amazing. But there are many times when we fail to act the same towards one another. We pray that we will learn to trust that you will provide for our needs. And as a result of this, we will have the confidence to share generously from what we have. Help us to be generous in spirit, generous in word, and generous in deed. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. In a moment, we will sing our hymn of response.
And I invite any who want to come forward to share how you're responding to God today to, to come forward and share that with our church. But I specifically invite you to think about how are you, or what words are you hearing from God today? And how will you respond to that this week? But let's stand now and sing together our final hymn. It's hymn number 605, Because I Have Been Given Much. <laughs>